Why would anyone want to be a missionary? Have John and Kristen ever told you the story of when Kristen got locked on the inside of an airport on one of their trips? And I'm talking about with chains on the door for an airport that was closing overnight. Uh, my colleague Jeannie and I make repeat visits to a certain communist country where we are routinely pulled out of line at customs for interrogations and warnings. Uh, I traveled on a, on a train in China one time. I was going to the remote village of some poor student friends of mine to visit their family. They went the day before and bought train tickets. They bought the cheap tickets, which is the tickets they always bought. And these were standing tickets. So you had to stand uh, like you would stand in the aisles of an overly full city bus. The only problem with having standing tickets on that particular train ride was that it was 26 hours. I had a standing ticket on a train in India one time where the man I was hunched over for a few hours had a live chicken sitting on his lap. Why would anyone want to be a missionary? Well, it turns out there are lots of reasons, lots of answers to that question, good ones. And we have answered that question with two different answers in two previous installments of this video series and answering that question. But today's answer is this. The task of world evangelism is unfathomably big, and yet it can be finished in our lifetime. Revelation chapter 7 gives us a, a futuristic picture of what heaven is going to look like at the end of the age. And consistent with everything that the Bible has taught from Genesis on, there are representatives in that throne room of the Lamb, worshiping the Lamb from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. And in part one of this video series, we discussed why God is a missionary God and how it was His plan from the beginning to gather all people from all over the face of the earth into His kingdom as a testament to His power and His mercy and His glory. But if we could go to heaven right now and enter that throne room, there would be holes in the crowds of people. There would be absences because the task is not yet finished. In fact, there's some bad news. Despite our technologies of jet planes and high-speed internet and cell phones, there are hundreds of millions of people on this planet right now who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ a single time. A little hard to believe. Hundreds of millions of people who have never met a Christian, they've never walked past a church, they've never seen a Bible, they've never even heard the name of Jesus a single time. So take a look at this map of people groups from all over the world and the status of evangelism among them. The reds and the oranges and the yellows indicate the, the groups of people that are least reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now to define a people group is a little bit beyond the scope of this particular video, but I wanna paint a picture. When the Bible says peoples, nations, tribes, don't think in terms of geopolitical nation states. Think in terms of ethnic groups or ethno-linguistic groups. 
So someone asked me just last week, so is the United States considered a people group? And the answer, according to missiologists, is no. The U.S. has at least 522 distinct ethnic groups all living within our borders together. Separate peoples. Think of the, the Cajun and the Creole peoples of the Gulf Coast. Think of the Gullah peoples of the Southeast, Southeast Georgia and South Carolina. Uh, think of the Sioux Indian tribes of the, the Plains states. Think of the Eskimo indigenous tribal people of Alaska. And all of the immigrant populations that are living in our cities from all kinds of non-Christian nations all over the world. You know, it's estimated that there are somewhere very close to 7,500 different languages spoken on the planet today. And... Keep your thinking cap on here. It is estimated that over 40% of the world's 8 billion people are from people groups that are unreached or barely touched by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, these are people that God made, people that God knows, people that God loves. And in the end, people from all of those groups will be worshiping the Lamb forever. But the task of taking the gospel to them is up to God's people, the church. The task of world evangelism is unfathomably big, and yet it can be finished in our lifetime. There are more missionaries being sent into these hard places than ever before in history. And most of them are not from the United States and Europe. They're from the church in Asia and Africa and Latin America. There are people taking missions classes and learning more about their role in completing the task of world evangelism and leveraging different technologies in powerful ways. There's actually a lot of really good news uh, concerning the missionary challenge that lies before us. And again, much of the discussion of that is beyond the scope of this short video, but where does passion life fit in all of that? What's the overlap with passion life? Well, again, Look at this graphic of the status of world evangelism and the remaining people groups to be reached with the gospel. And now I'll take a look at this graphic of the focus of Passion Life as a missions organization. See, Passion Life researches and targets the countries in the world with the highest rates of abortion, infanticide, and gendercide, and we make those places our missions priority the hard places, and unsurprisingly, uh, many of the most Christless areas in our world coincide with the areas of the planet that are least reached with the gospel, where, where abortion rates are excessive, and where human life and human dignity are most minimized. And while we are a pro-life organization that works to save babies and mothers and families, we do so with an unapologetically Christ-centered message, working with church leaders to bring the gospel of Christ to the crisis of an unwanted or an unintended pregnancy. In short, where passion life goes, the gospel goes. And we are seeing uncountable numbers of people coming to Christ and or being strengthened in remarkable ways in their walk with Jesus each and every year, with each and every trip 
that we take. God is on the move, and you are a part of that as you join with us. Tomorrow, I'm off again to get my passport stamped in South America. I'll be gone for five or six days. Pray for us and share these videos with somebody in your church who is missions-minded or pro-life-minded or both. Bring others into the Passion Life Fellowship so that we can grow our impact together. Why would anyone want to be a missionary? Well, because the task of world evangelism is unfathomably big, and yet it can be finished in our lifetime.